Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. I'm very excited about this week's guest. Um, I actually met him at a party a few weeks ago. He's also a comedian, but he lived in Ireland for most of his childhood and then moved to America. And his name is Daddy. So when I'm talking to him on the podcast, I'm not actually just randomly calling him Daddy. That's his actual birth name. And that's what he goes by. So he goes by Daddy or um, his Instagram is at Director Daddy. And he has a podcast called Caucasian Tears, which I cannot say that word, Caucasian. Oh, there we go. I said it. But um, yeah, he was really great. We talked about... Uh, He's in a serious relationship, so he talked about being in a long-term relationship. He also talked to me about uh, growing up in Ireland and then moving to America, losing his accent, um, adapting to that culture, the differences between Ireland and America. And yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. So uh, have a listen. And if you want to sign up to the Patreon, the video is there and just a slightly longer episode, just a little bit longer. But then there's also solo episodes as well. And yeah, that's the Patreon forward slash the shift podcast. And if you rate review, all of that, that'd be great. And the Patreon is pay what you want. So you just put whatever you want and yeah so uh have a listen to Taji and uh, I'll talk to you at the end we'll just start straight away it's just like a like a chatty podcast anyway usually we talk about dating yeah. and relationships and stuff like that but you're in a relationship so that's amazing talk about any of that yeah five years five uh, years five, yeah that's uh I have never done that before and but you're you, that's <laughs> impossible because what are you like <laughs> how old are you I'm 26, so of course I've never done that before. I'm like, what? What else are you gonna be doing in the other early parts of your life? So that's great, though. How did you guys meet? Um, we met in. We both went to NYU, so we met at like uh, at a mutual friend's like birthday party, and uh, it was interesting. I, uh, sorry, waking up. Um, <laughs> it's also hot as, so as hot. hell. Uh, yeah, I'm they like, say hot as balls. I'm like, it's hot as vagina. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm just like, uh, yeah, no, we met at a mutual friend's birthday party. And I remember she was like in the kitchen, like preparing the cake and stuff for like that surprise moment. And I was like, oh, who's that? And so I went over and I was like, can I touch your hair? Because she had a dope afro which you should never do to a black woman. Uh, but she was like, okay. And so I was like, that's a nice Afro. And then we became friends for like a year and then started dating. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Friends to date and that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she was in like a long distance relationship. And then I had just gotten out of one. So I was like, I was like, I understand what you're going through. So I could give advice and 
She was like, most guys are just trying to get me to break up with my boyfriend and this and that. And I was like, I was in that situation. So I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be that kind of person, but yeah. <laughs> so, so you guys are, uh, I want to, I want to ask you about Ireland and stuff, but I'll ask you later. But so you guys are, yeah. you guys are in love. Yeah, that's my home. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny because I was trying to think last night like oh what topics should we cover because I was trying to think of like dating relationship topics yeah. and then I was someone was talking to me recently about when to say I love you and she you're fucking five years so yeah you yeah. guys must love well, each other yeah and I don't know I think it's interesting because like even saying I love you or anything I feel like we said it kind of early because like it was well, I think we've been dating for like a few months, but it was like we were already friends for like, I don't know, like we were really, really, really before we started dating. Like we were just uh, she had just came from like spending a year in Paris, too. So she didn't know anyone in New York. And I was in a weird position where I hated most of my friends and stuff. So <laughs> I was like, everyone's fake. Uh. And uh and so we just really bonded throughout that period. And so by the time we got into a relationship, it wasn't, it was even like, it was just, it wasn't even like a, a transition or anything. It was just like, we're dating yeah. and I love you. <laughs> That's so great. And you guys are monogamous. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we old school. <laughs> I know, no, that's not old school. I had a Alex Pavone on last week, and he was just like oh, talking about how he doesn't understand. Like, I don't know if we said the right word, but like poly- polygamy. He was like, I just, yeah. I could only. He was like, I could only be with my girlfriend, and I don't want her to be with anybody else. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I have to one stage get on somebody who has the opposite of that feeling. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with Alex. I'd be like, I'd be like, oh no, you're gonna see Michelle. No. <laughs> I can't do it. No, no, I I had like um uh yeah, no, I can't even I can't I don't even like when my boyfriend's girlfriends are like too cuddly with them or whatever. I had had an instant where (laughs) the girl was like very cuddly, but they didn't mean anything bad, but I was like, "Mm, we need need to just yeah we with COVID (laughs) Can we just uh six feet apart, six feet apart Man, no, I get that. I feel, I feel like for me, it's 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 a uh, it's a little similar because I I've always had like a lot of like uh, I always have a lot of close friends that are girls like, and I work with even like because I work in film, and so on all of my sets, I just I don't know I don't think about it, but I just naturally have like more women than men. Like my DP is a woman, my producer, my AD, everyone. And uh, so, and then like the content that I'm shooting involves women. So it's like, I'm constantly around women. And then in my personal life, my friends are, a lot of them are women. And all throughout life, people would always get on me. Like girls would always be like, you're like, why are you so flirty? Da, da, da. I'm like, I'm just nice. And yeah. so when I'm in a relationship, especially with my girlfriend at first, like, cause we would work, like she would be in a lot of my projects. So that was an adjustment for her to like, be around me and then all these women and they're all, and they're all just like daddy up <laughs> and so yeah yeah so i yeah it's got to be monogamous <laughs> and i think like i think it's fine having girl like i have a ton of boyfriends that are just yeah. friends and mm. a boyfriend that's not yeah that puts his penis inside me um, yeah. Yeah. But, but there's like 
boundaries so like with my, my one of my best friends he's a guy and we mm. go for coffee like three times a week but I would never yeah. sit on his lap or I would never yeah. you know so it's like once you know the boundaries then there's no reason yeah. it's like when people are like oh they're like my my cousin or my sister but then yeah. like, they're sitting on your penis okay <laughs> like you said don't touch your dick what <laughs> yeah. so it's just about like boundaries so I think like there's so many times where you have that where it's like I remember I had an ex and he would like slap this girl he worked with Iris as like a yeah. joke and I was like and he was like it's just fun and I was like no no but then and then you're like oh is it just fun am I weird yeah. not letting him slap Iris's okay yeah like how did she the girl was like fine with this she was just like oh yeah, yeah like she, she thought it was fun but like again it's fun because it's flirting it's not yeah, exactly it's like not. of course it's fun for her <laughs> and i hate when they're like it's she's like i've heard that so many times where they say she's like a sister and you're like you wouldn't slap your sister's arse okay exactly <laughs> that's exactly. molestation so if you exactly. want to use the if you want to think of your friends like a sister or brother like my brother barely even hoax me actually yeah <laughs> my my friend who would go for coffee would give me a hug my brother would be like oh. Oh. yeah <laughs> but i guess i gotta do this well that's the thing i feel like I remember, I don't know if it's Chris Rock who has this joke where he's like, uh, you know, every girl, like for women, women don't really care about like attention or, you know, I mean, not that they don't care, but like it's normal for girls to experience getting attention from men because ever since you were 13, every guy around you has wanted to, you know, touch you. But then with dudes, it's like when we get one bit of attention from a woman, we're like, <laughs> someone cared. So, so it's like, so I think even like, you know, like in these situations where you're like, you know, it's they're saying it's just fun or it's just my brother or my sister. I think like consciously, like that's what it is. And subconsciously, guys are just like excited, like, oh, a woman's paying attention. Because usually, you know, in a lot of situations, guys feel like, oh, women don't show signs or anything like we got to make the move. But yeah. And I think it's just like, men being dumb. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's fine to like flirt because it's like whatever, mm. you know, it's nice to feel nice. It's just like knowing yeah. boundaries and like knowing the line, like not stepping like flirt, but no tongue and mouth. Mm. Or yeah, or don't touch him. Don't be like touching yeah. the arm. Like if I'm out and talking to a guy after a show, let's say, and he's just mm. like, oh, that was so good and stuff. And I'm like, I'm just like, yeah, thanks. And be chatting and it'd be just mm. and then if he if I like put my hand on his arm now i'm like initiating yeah, a, and yeah. also that's just misleading to them because i'm wasting their time after about an hour yeah. they've invested all this and then i'm like oh no i'm taken they're like, like yeah this isn't going anywhere <laughs> that's why you always gotta drop you're like they're like oh i because i actually did a show and um recently and i was you know you notice the one person you always notice the one person who's just you're not their comedy they're not enjoying mm-hmm. you and that's yeah fun. yeah um and there was like and I was having a great time I was having a lot of but I noticed this guy and he was very stern face uh mm. and then afterwards um he came, up, he came up to me and he was like oh my god that was so funny and I was like oh he just obviously doesn't <laughs> laugh but, yes. then, but then that night he slipped into my dms and was like oh. uh if you ever want material uh i'd love to take you out on a date and so now i was like oh no he didn't think i was funny because he mm. definitely didn't listen because if he listened yeah. he would have heard yeah. me say oh but i have a boyfriend now and the joke about him <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah I was just like, I have a, I have a, I have a nice boyfriend who uh, is too nice to me to get material out of. So, but thank you. 
And then he was like, I'm sorry. I, I hope I didn't offend. And I was like, no, not at all. But I was more offended that he never followed me. So he didn't. Oh, he, yeah. He really He's like, like my comedy. <laughs> He's like, fuck the joke. I don't give a damn about that. <laughs> the imaginary boyfriend is a joke, but it's real. And this and that. <laughs> that's weird. Okay. I'm, yeah, that's. What did he think he was going to get out of this? Already, you're not laughing at the, the, the set. Like, yeah, th- yeah. that's like. That's even if you wouldn't even just maybe flirt, like even laughing at my jokes is flirting. Like, yeah, I'd be more likely to say yes to all of the women who came up to me afterwards and asked for my Instagram and followed me. And I'm straight. If they asked me, I'd be like, you know what? Sure, why not? (laughs) You laughed at me. Man, that's weird. That's weird. Um, Maybe, but maybe that's just maybe that was his like flirt face, like just very serious, like. Like, no, yeah, because if you listen, if you listen to the jokes, you would have heard me say, <laughs> "But I have a boyfriend now," and I had like a, it was a whole link. True. Group, it's fine. True, true. But, and then he was like, oh, "Sorry if I offended," and I was like, "No, not at all. I like, take it as a compliment. Thank you so much." Like, oh, chill. chill. <laughs> it's like, what do I say in this situation? Sorry, I offended. What offended me that about? But what? Huh? What? And then I'm like, but press the plus sign. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm a, yeah, that's now that's the offensive part. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. And that's why he didn't get a date. Yeah. Or a follow back or anything. Well, he didn't get a date because I have a boyfriend right now. No, 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 no. Even <laughs> it's nothing to do with him, it's to do with the follow. He'd be even like, Katie, you gotta do it for the follows. You gotta do it for the follow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's he, I, I'm like, has he ever asked any a comic out before or something? Because it's like or you a just woman just listen. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that too, that too. But I'm just like, with a comic, you just didn't follow. Like, there's no check marks made at all. You did not care about my comedy. You didn't listen to what I said on stage. And that even, even for him as a partner, that says a lot. Like, you don't listen. You just, you just, you just talk. <laughs> yeah and if he he said like i want to be material for your dating so if he did listen to the me talk joking about the bad date and it's like okay i don't want that do you think i want my <laughs> material to be about a guy who doesn't believe in space like that's, yeah. that's what i'm talking about like if do you want like material's not gonna come from a good relationship yeah. so you try to just be a bad relationship like that's gonna be like i love my boyfriend da, 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 da. <laughs> he's so good to me anyway <laughs> Dayton's hard. That's uh I don't know what this man was trying to get out of this whole interaction at all. I Nothing makes sense. That. That's so funny. Yeah, so uh, no, no, yeah. It, if guys, guys, if you're slipping into girls, any girls DMs, just make sure you follow them first. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's or else it's it, yeah it's like it's weird it's like i think that even shows like a lack of commitment <laughs> like like just the dm no follow it's like all right depending on how you react that's going to show how much i'm interested in yeah. show some commitment <laughs> even follow and then see if they follow back and yeah. and then yeah i always think even slipping into the D- dms like a big indicator because we do see most people who follow us so mm-hmm. a big indicator is if they follow back and if they yeah. don't, they're probably not interested. Like they see Yeah. Yeah, they oh, care. I- well, the guys will come and ask you out via DM. They might follow you, but then they have a private po- profile or they have no profile pic either. And you're like, who, what hell desperate do you think that I am? That I'm like, I'm going to go out with this cartoon character. Right. 
I think that that's I don't get people to do that. That's just too much work to have like your Finsta, like your Finsta dating profile and your real dating and your real profile and this. That. I'm like, just be a person. I don't I don't get any also I just don't get people who don't have themselves as a profile or people who have like no photos of themselves. Like it's like photos, like whether it's like photographers who only shoot other people and stuff. I'm like, what do you look like? I don't remember you. Like I meet people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I had one guy, I had one guy and he messaged me and it was like, this is the other day, actually. I can't remember the exact message, but it was something like, mm-hmm. can I go out with you or whatever? And I was like, no, I'm not interested. I didn't even want to say I don't have a boyfriend because yeah. I was like, I usually I would ignore it, but I think he had sent a couple of messages and I clicked in. It was in my general messages mm. but I clicked in and saw and I just said ah no I'm not interested thank you and he goes mm. Ple-, he was like please I'll fly in for Seattle for one night and I'm like what, what? No. <laughs> that doesn't make it like again I don't know what you thought that was gonna get you that's okay and that's the crazy thing like and I mean I'm a dude so I don't know if it even sounds if it sounds pretentious come from me but like the fact that women have to like like how you were saying like in this situation you didn't say I have a boyfriend and in a lot of situations that's the only thing that's going to make a dude shut up like yes I'm someone I belong to another man I'm someone else's property like just leave she don't she's not interested (laughs) it's like you can say no it doesn't matter but what's oh there's another dick in the picture cool all right it's crazy. I actually said that to my boyfriend because I was showing him the messages and I showed him where I said I'm not interested. And I was like, I specific, like we're only together, which is very new. But I said to him, I'm not saying to guys, no, I have a boyfriend. Because even if you didn't exist, like if this was two months ago before we were dating, I would have said I would have said no anyway. Yeah. So I don't yeah. want them to be like, oh, well, I'll just wait around until, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm not interested. <laughs> Because dudes will do that. I mean, look, I'm in a five-year relationship now from waiting, so. (laughs) So it works. I didn't didn't Um, do that. I didn't do that. Do you you get, like, I know you're in a relationship and stuff, but do you get women in your DMs? Because you have a good bit of a following, and I'm just wondering, do women do the same as what men do? Okay. This is, I'm starting to see, uh, because I'm just starting to get, like, a following in the last, like, few months. And so... Like, at first, I would get, like, comments, like, on, on whether it's on TikTok or, like, you know, on my Instagram posts. And, like, occasionally people would be like, oh, my God, he's cute. This and that handsome. But, like, over time, it, it gets a little more aggressive. But still, it's, like, it's it's nowhere near, like, my girlfriend's inbox. Like, her, like she gets crazy. Like, dudes are, like, trying to be her sugar daddy. Dudes trying to, like, take her on dates. Like, it's it's... It's it's everything. Dick pics left and right. Like the worst that I've gotten, like, I mean, people like I had because I feel like my comedy is is very much, you know, it deals with race and stuff. So there's times where like I'll get <laughs> I get like white people that are like, I really just want to I, I love you and I just want to go out and read like educational books on race and stuff. <laughs> and then and I've had like a, a black girl who was like, uh, I wish we could just have like I wish we could have the most pro-black, like revolutionary black babies together and stuff. And I'm just like, this is a very weird niche of like, of like thirst here. It's like, I need to have your babies. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but it's, it's all for a cause. It's, it's for the good of the human race. And like, it's not just like, let's fuck. It's, it's, so yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. 
but it's still it's like it's like every now and then versus like my girlfriend's dms is like regularly just dudes piling in so yeah it's not it's not as it's not as not as bad i'm no. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're like yeah. I'm sorry for my gender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like women will, will like like I feel like dudes is just I don't guys are just crazy. I don't because that's the thing. I feel like you know you have so many guys that are always like um, I'm not I'm a good guy like with like because you know girl, like a lot of times I got so many friends that are always like fuck man this and that. And there's dudes that are like, that get upset, you know, obviously they're like, well, I'm, a, I'm a good guy. Why all men are trash, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, you know, it's like, I look at it kind of like with racism when a lot of people aren't exposed to racism, they think that everything's fine. Like, you know, it's, it's all good. We're all on the same page. Nobody around me is racist. And that's how I would feel about dudes when I was in college. Like, I was like, I don't like, I'm aware that it's shitty out here. I don't, think I know any of any guys that are like this like you know and then it's not until you really hang out like the more you just hang out around girls would you and, and you just shut up you know like I took a whole bunch of feminist classes in college and so I was like the one straight dude just the one dude in every room and I just had to be quiet and listen and I was like oh this is what's going on and it's like you hear people talk about people that you know and the shit that they do and so I'm just like dudes are dirty like it's it's uh it's wild what people think is acceptable or like you know the boundaries that are not uh i don't know just just human decency for some people so yeah yeah. and i think even when like women are saying that we do know that there is great men but it's Mm -hmm. just like there's also not yeah yeah Um, Um, and it's even it's like so many layers so there's like you know like walking home alone at night or whatever is like but also like in your job and you're always if you're if you're if you have a higher up who's a man there's always Mm -hmm. that element of am I getting this out like uh, you know I got offered an opportunity Mm -hmm. and I was like in the back of my head like shit what if this is yeah if something is expected afterwards yeah. which of course yeah. i would never do but i'm also like then the other side of me was like god what if they hear of a boyfriend they might take yeah. that video away and i'm like you <laughs> you go over there i won't do anything but you fucking <laughs> yeah. and it's a, it's no. awful that it has to be like that that you're yeah. like because of course you just want someone to see your talent um yeah. yeah and i think that probably happens in lots of jobs where i remember i was working yeah. at a place back home mm. and the the person higher up was a man but he would touch a lot of the younger girls Mm. and then one time he touched an older woman inappropriately Mm. and she took him on now she ended up getting she ended up leaving she didn't win it but but it was just that power and grossness and then the Mm -hmm. other guys being like no i can't i wouldn't do that so i don't yeah yeah yeah. he would do that and you're like no just because you wouldn't do it like it's yeah yeah it's yeah and also, I mean, it's like, you know, you might not do it, but it's like, what are you doing to prevent it in your environment or like addressing it? Because, you know, even like as guys, like there's, I mean, we saw, it's weird even saying back when Trump was running and stuff, but like his whole locker room talk, it's, you know, that say, this is just locker room talk. These are just things that we say around each other, but it's like, there's situations where you, you got to check the guys around you, you know, you got to make sure like, you can't do that you can't say this you can't like that's just the bare minimum just say say something you know because there's a lot of situations where people are just going to be quiet and laugh along so 
and that's in the sense like you're you're uh, enabling it. You're in a, enabling a uh, a behavior. So. Yeah, I agree with you, and it's tough to that tough to do that in any situation. I remember mm. there was this guy, and he was like gossiping about a friend, mm. and I said, "Oh, like I don't think that's like appropriate or whatever." Mm-hmm. And then he was like, and then everybody was like, and I was like, "Oh no, oh no, I'm getting ousted <laughs> now." Shit, shit, sorry, I wrote the phone, but it was like a good friend of mine, and like yeah. it wasn't appropriate. Like, let's talk about. We don't yeah. need to talk about like some yeah. of the stuff she was going through right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's, like, oh. it's, it's awkward. It, I mean, it's uh, people got to have these awkward conversations, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's it's uh, it's necessary because oh, for, that's why it, that's why like even even like with cancel culture, everyone feels differently about cancel culture. I don't know where I specifically stand. But I do say, like, you know, there's situations where people are like, well, aren't we getting a little too extreme? Like, th- this person's getting canceled, and it's not as bad as what that person did, and this and that. And I'm like, when when certain behaviors or actions have gone on for so long and there was no consequences at all, you kind of need this over, like, over, not exaggerated, but, like, this kind of, well, in a sense, exaggerated approach where it's like you just have to cancel out anything that enables that. And then from there, we can start healing and really getting back into like, okay, um, figuring out what the right or wrong thing is to do on which situations. But at first, it's like, you just got to let people know, like, no, we don't stand for any of this. So it's got to be awkward for, <laughs> you know. I, I agree with you, actually. And that's a really, really good point to make. Uh, because I think about, you know, what, sometimes you need to make examples. And it is, it's like, yeah. oh, um it's like when you're asking someone please don't do this please don't do this please don't do this and mm-hmm. then they keep doing it and then eventually you throw a plate at the wall because like we're fucking up we're <laughs> yeah. here now you're exactly. get out yeah and i also think as well like even so if you were to say to me like let's say i said something I- idiot or uneducated and you were like that's not and then like so for the person who's getting like told you shouldn't you shouldn't say that you shouldn't do that like just be like oh fuck yeah i didn't realize i'm so yeah. sorry like, like it's it's totally okay to be like fuck yeah. i i, I yeah. thank you for telling me and like i i said something bad like my friend he's a guy and i gave him like unsolicited relationship mm-hmm. advice which i shouldn't have and he was upset about it and then i was like mm-hmm. jesus you're right i'm so sorry yeah, yeah. What, do I, what do i know i haven't been and you know and then like i texted him afterwards and he was like oh yeah. no, no he was like i actually yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, I, t- I probably took it too hard. And I was like, well, no, I shouldn't have. And it's like, mm. it's okay to be like, fuck, I was wrong. And like, we're not yeah, all yeah. going to be right. And it's not like someone's yes. going to, you know. So when it comes to like, if you're a guy and your guy friend is like, I just want to slap her ass and <laughs> pay her minimum wage. You can be like, dude, that's not cool. And then the guy who said it can go, yeah. I was just trying to be funny. I'm not funny. I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, and the world. I, there are those situations like I, I know dudes who like overcompensate just because like you know because they do feel insecure about themselves and whether they're you know making these kinds of jokes about women or even like kind of like making fun of me or like other guys in the group um and then you know when you just point out like you know okay like you're not cool or whatever then they feel dumb and it's almost like because you point out like something that they stand by is ridiculous now they're like oh well, i don't want to be connected to this and you're right and so i'm gonna shut up and and it's not funny no more you know mm-hmm. and there's a there's a moment of growth or as you were saying before like you know 
sometimes people just get defensive in the moment instead of just saying, yeah, I'm wrong. But- it's so awkward because then they double down. They're like, no, yeah. women shouldn't have rights or I don't know, whatever example <laughs> that they're Take talking about. And you're like, I know you don't believe that, but now you're just doubling down. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that. I mean, and that's something like, I don't know, for me with my relationship, like, especially because for, you know, my girlfriend works at a magazine. I used to work at a magazine. And, um, and so we kind of, you know, similar environments. And there were experiences that she had that I didn't experience. And where she would point out, oh, like, you know, you're a dude, like this didn't happen to you. Or, you know, or even like her being a black woman in certain spaces. And so there's points where I, you know, where she'd say like, oh, this is happening because I'm black or this because I'm a black woman or because I'm a woman. And there's times where like, I, you know, I'd slip up and be like, nah, it's not, you know, you know, kind of um, disregarding the argument or just because I, you know, that's not my experience. So I'm looking at it through my lens and, and my view. So I don't fully understand and I can't see why she would see it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so sure of my experience because that's what worked for me. And so you have those moments of like doubling down and you're like, no, you know, you can look at it this way. But then it gets to a point where you realize like, I need to be quiet because we're two different people who are going to experience like way completely different and so it's like, I might be right based off of what happened. Like, you know, if I'm talking about, you know, my path or my journey or whatever, but that doesn't mean that because my journey is valid means that her argument is completely invalid because I'm like, oh, you just have to look at it how I see it, you know? Because yeah. it's like, we're never going to experience life the same way. <laughs> so. No, and that's, and that's what, you know, with everything, like my roommate, she's a Latina. So even though mm. we're both women, she has a different mm. experience. And even though we're both immigrants, she, yeah. you know, should we, should we have a different experience? We've had a different, yeah. um, uh, you know, and so having to be like, okay, like, like, listen to her and like her experience mm. here is, you know, growing up here hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. um and so yeah no I totally yeah you just have to be like okay well I'm not especially for me I'm not from this country so when people mm-hmm. are saying stuff I have to be like I have no idea I have no yeah idea. yeah <laughs> I would never it's like Livia what uh well that's like for me when I first moved here and sorry I feel like I'm jumping all over the no, place this is, and this is great to jump to that <laughs> because we need to hit about how we know that you're yeah. from Ireland <laughs> well th- this is this kind of segues because I I remember like Cause you know, just how you're saying, you know, there's things here that people can talk about that you don't fully understand or that, you know, maybe at first didn't fully connect with. And I remember when I first moved to America, like talking about police brutality or race, you know, which is crazy because that's now it's like kind of something I always talk about. Um, it was, it, I did like, people would say, you know, like, this like I'm I got arrested or like th- this person's be acting this way because I'm black and I'd be like I don't I don't I don't agree or or not necessarily saying I don't agree but just not not being able to see that or not being able to put myself in that position where I'm like oh I'm being treated this way because of my skin or whatever or just having like this strong um, view on like police brutality and. Uh, and even like last year when the whole, you know, when the the rise, like after the George Floyd uh, case happened, um, the murder happened, 
I remember like a lot of my white friends here would be like telling me like, you know, oh, like, you know, this is crazy. And they'd be talking to me about it, but then they'd be like, you know, obviously I, I, I won't understand it as much as you. And for me, I was like, you're American. Like you're from here. This is more of your, like, this is really your American issue first before it's me. Like, so you should, like, I'm surprised that I know more about it than you, like, just cause I'm black, but like, you've been here longer. You like, this is really rooted in your history. So I'm from Ireland. Like, you know, <laughs> I was like, like, we don't have no, there's no BLM marches out there, like at the time. So, so it'd be interesting, you know, that was kind of like a culture shock. And, and it's funny, just like, that's, it, it would just always hit me whenever people would be like, you know, I'll never get this as much as you, but I'm like, you're the American. <laughs> and so you moved here when you were 12. Yeah. Yeah. I was 12 what, years what old. What was your experiences like in Ireland? Do you remember much? Yeah, man. Ireland is like, that's like home for me, a home that I've never returned to <laughs> since I was 12. I remember I wanted to go back uh, before COVID and then, you know, COVID, we all had plans, yeah. but um, yeah, no, I, I was there from when I was three years old until I was 12. So nine years is really like a formative, you know, formative part of life. And it, that's why it's even crazy, like, having this conversation. I remember, like, when we met, I feel like nobody understood, like, <laughs> nobody else got it. Like, I remember you telling everyone, like, he grew up to this way. <laughs> and everyone's like, cool. And we're just like, don't tell <laughs> Still, people don't give me enough. Cr- like when I tell them that situation, I'm l- and I'll be like, "So I was talking to Daddy, <laughs> <laughs> not my dad, but Daddy, <laughs> and and he said he was from Ireland, and I said I'm from Ireland, and he said Dublin, and I said Kildare, and then he said Lucan, and I said Lacelab, and and then, they, and then they just look at me and I'm like, that's five minutes away from each other, and they're like. Okay. I'm like, this is amazing. We're in America. Americans just, you know, they're they're never amazed. Dude, it doesn't make sense. I remember like uh, a few months ago, uh, I think it was maybe uh, in March, I went out to, I went out to get food with like two friends. Like I hadn't seen them since before, you know, since the height of the pandemic. And so we were like, okay, let's go get some food. Maybe April, we had gotten back then, but we were like, let's get food. And so we're sitting at this restaurant and um and the guy and one of my friends is like he's asking us about you know me and my brother about like growing up in ireland and he's like can you still like like do you ever think because we used to have like thick accents when we moved here and so he was like do you ever like think in the irish accent or whatever and i was like "Eh, not really not unless i'm forcing it you know and uh and then he was like like do you still use like any of the irish slang or anything and then we were like it wouldn't make sense me using it with you. Like if I'm talking to an Irish person, like there's probably things that like I can throw out, like, you know, that, that really fit. But like, I was like, you're just not going to get it. Or it's like, it's not going to be as fun. You know, like, I can't say like, I'm doing it for the crack of it or whatever, you know, like, especially with the act with the American accent, it's not as interesting, you know, for the crack of it, you know? (laughs) So, and then, uh, and then, so we started saying something, or my brother was like, ah, Scarlet for you. And then uh, there was a uh, there was a guy at a table next to us, and he goes, um, he, he was from Ireland, and he just chimes in like he's like, "Did you just say?" 
we go on and like we start like we disregarded my friends for like 30 40 minutes we're just like going on like you know really connecting and so I don't know anytime like anytime me and my brother just get around Irish people or hear the accent or anything it's just like just joy pops out so that's why like we met I was just like why aren't y'all freaking out (laughs) yeah no it is it is great and so did you how did you feel moving from Ireland when you were 12 and obviously you've lost the accent to where in America did you move I lived in uh, I lived in Georgia. I lived in Atlanta. Uh, well, not specifically. I lived Atlanta is easier to say. I lived in Marietta, Georgia. Um, and well, first I lived in this place called Lithonia near Decatur. And so that was like um, that was like an all black area. That was my first time living around black people. You know, I went from Ireland. I mean, like Ireland was like when I first got there, it was like super white. Like Lucan was like super white. My brother was like the first black kid in his school and everything. And then by the time we left, it was super diverse. Like there was Indians, Pakistanis, like just Vietnamese, everything, Nigerians. And but it did get very in, diverse, even in my yeah, like, and I always say that to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people are always like, what was a black guy doing? And I'm like, there's black people now. <laughs> but um, and I even I remember like me and my brother always look up like our uh, elementary school, our primary school in Ireland. And um, like as the years go on, like um, the diversity is getting crazier. Like I think even like white kids are like the minority in the school and stuff. So it's it, like it's diverse. And so um but then, yeah, but like moving to Georgia was like literally just like black people. Like there was no no white kids in my school, maybe like one or two in like each grade or something. And um, and it was in, it was cool because I remember like my brother um, and I, we were always just like obsessed with like America. I mean, we lived in Ireland like when we were there, like it, it was like now it's probably not so cool to say you're American, <laughs> but like in the nineties, like if, if I remember any kid who came to school, it was like, I'm from America. Even if they weren't, kids would lie and like put on American accents. Everyone's like, oh my God, you're the coolest kid ever. So when we moved here, we were just like, we want to be American. And we want to be like black Americans. We're like excited. And so we like fake American accents and I remember like people just thought we were like Jamaican or something because like the Irish accent and the American accent didn't make sense. And, <laughs> and, and like, but then I remember like the more I got around Jamaicans, I was like, I see like we don't pronounce the THs like we say tree and ting Bird. and stuff. And like, yeah. you know, there's some links. <laughs> and uh, so people, t- and when we would say we're from Ireland, people thought we were saying island. They were like, oh, which island? I'm like, no, Ireland. And so that was just interesting. But then after like a year or two, we moved to like a more diverse area too. So it was like being around like white people. And But then that's where we found, found, that's where I saw Mexicans for the first time. And I remember like, it's interesting. Like I'll tell people like, we don't have Mexicans in Ireland. <laughs> like, like, they're, like you got Spanish people, you know, like you got people from Spain, but like, I had never met a Mexican, you know? And so I was just like, whoa, this is different. And <laughs> it is. You are right. Because I was thinking about this dude today and I was like, every town has a Chinese restaurant, an Indian mm-hmm. restaurant, and an Italian restaurant. And my favorite food over here is Mexican. And I just realized, yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a Mexican <laughs> restaurant in Ireland. 
And there's, so many, <laughs> there's so many Irish people in Mexico. Yeah. Like, yeah. all yeah. the Irish <laughs> people. Is. Yeah, because really? there's a great relationship between Mexico and Ireland because this is a long time ago. There was some war. And you know the Irish. Yeah. They're like, we go help. Honey. We love fighting. Yeah. So yeah. They went over. They helped the Mexicans. Wow. And then they were like, stay. And so there's now that kind of, there's a big, um, there's like an Irish flag or, or statue and they love Irish people when they come over. So there's a lot of Irish people who live there or they're Irish Mexican from like generation wow. future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? That's I mean, generation nuts. past. Also, also, I had the same experience as you, but not with Mexican people. But um, when I moved over, so people, when I moved over here, my first boyfriend was black, and people would always be like, "Oh my god, is like this the first time you've ever dated a black man or met a black yeah. uh, black person?" And I'd be like, "No, that's like this. Yeah. I grew up, I grew up, and I actually and even specifically me." Like, no, I'm not Ireland. <laughs> like, what are you talking like, what about? What does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, it's actually so diverse, and I grew up outside Dublin, and then my yeah. mother. I uh, used to work um, in this. It was like she was a security guard in this place where a lot, a lot of immigrants would live for a while before they got a house. So uh, gotcha, I, grew, gotcha. I grew up with a lot of Nigerian children, yeah, and yeah, I would yeah. just like play when I was there. So I was like, no. But then I saw a Jewish person, and it was like a Amish, or I thought they were Amish yeah. people. What is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, um, the, the Hasidic Jews. Hasidic, I'd never, and I for months when I would go through Williamsburg, I honestly thought. Yeah. Oh, Amish people <laughs> must have moved to New York, and then, and yeah. Then oh wait. Is, oh no worries. Oh, oh no. I don't. I don't know. Can you see me? I don't. Hold on. Sorry. I don't know. It's okay, happened. but I can hear you. Okay. Okay. You can continue. I'm. A, I'm listening. But yeah, that was it. Really, like I just um. I, I never even heard of Hasidic Jewish religion before. Um, and then my best friend, she's Jewish, and I, <laughs> uh. Met her, like I'm like she's been my friend for like six years but I never mm-hmm. met a Jewish person that I knew was Jewish in Ireland so yeah it is interesting re- how they're like oh you you know they're thinking it's like and it's like no there's people with different religions I never met yeah anymore. yeah yeah no I remember my brother he said the same thing like when we were in Georgia I remember he was telling the girl like you're the first Jewish person I have ever met in my life and like I think for her it was just like Huh? Like it was kind of odd. And I think like, I don't know, I get like get when people act like that because I've been like the first black person that some people had ever met. Like in your head, you're just like, I why is like what do you mean you've (laughs) never met another person? But it's like there's certain spaces where you will just never like I will never meet a Jewish person here, you know? Like especially Ireland. I'm like, this is like Catholicism, you know. I'm not gonna be it's different so yeah i like especially jews and mexicans were like new for me and how did you feel then if you were so because when you said you and your brother in ireland and you were the first black kids for a little while how did that how did that feel did you feel like i think i think for my brother he experienced it a lot more because like when we were because i was three years old when we first moved so like for the first year or two and I don't think I, I I started speaking late like I didn't start speaking until I was like maybe four and so um I think whatever I think so I don't know baby stuff but it was late uh I think four and, and what's um, your job <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I still can't really figure it out but um I remember um he like dealt with it a lot like he would go to school and like you know you get called the n-word or like blackie or whatever and like 
like he would you know come home tell my mom and stuff but my mom's like super tough like she'd be, she'd be telling her like mom you call me black she's like man you're black what you wanted to call you <laughs> okay your mother's an irish your mother's irish <laughs> yeah my mom love, like my family loves irish people like they feel so connected and like like my mom's just the kind of person who's like she's not gonna let you feel bad about yourself like if you feel like she, she's like okay like you go cry about it or you go like you know like strengthen up or whatever and just like not as, that's like yeah. irish parenting though that's the same yeah, as my dad yeah. He'd be like i remember i called told him a kid called me five head and he put yeah. his fingers on his forehead and went well you don't have a forehead so what what do you like and i was like okay yeah <laughs> it's like there's a certain kind of tough love and humor that's like just native to ireland and but also like my my parents like because they met in Egypt and that's where me and my brother were born and my dad always says like Egyptians have like a very specific kind of humor and there's links I see like I see a similarity between like Egyptians and like Irish in regards to like just that humor that's like it's just like tough humor <laughs> you know like yeah. like I'm making I'm gonna make fun of my loved ones in a very uh, uh, crazy way but it's like we all we're all gonna laugh about it you know. I, that's why I would say it's it's home. I want to go back someday. When was the last time you've been back? I was back. Oh, you last were telling August. me you. Well, yeah, I was back last August because I was looking enough to get my green card. As soon as I got my green card, I was like, bye, I'm going back. Um, <laughs> well, you know, and so then when you moved over here, mm-hmm. did you feel you had to lose the Irish accent? This is so funny to me. Because now yeah, it's really I mean, hot if you were like, if you, like they love Irish accents. Like, like people always are like to me, say tree. Yeah. It's annoying, <laughs> but if it's a hot guy, I'll be like, yeah. Tree. Tree yeah. in the garden. Turkey tree. <laughs> tree hundred and turkey tree. <laughs> there's tree trees over there. <laughs> yeah. No, man, there's a, there's, I, it's, I think like, like I said, you know, like my brother and I, we were just like obsessed with the idea of being American that we were just like, I want like, just take away the Irish. We just want the American side. And then, um, and then eventually like the accent just, went away and um but it's it's but I feel like it's still like I'll slip up a lot of times where like I'll say you know it'll come out like in in certain words and like my girlfriend she because she's been around me for so long like she picks up like oh you said that weird oh you said oh oh I heard it I heard it there or like when I'm with my brother especially when we're laughing like when I listen to the podcast and I'm editing I'm like what? Oh, we said, oh, that's funny. So, um, but it's very subtle. And, um, but I remember like, as I got older, um, there were times where I'd be like, damn, why did I, why did I change? Why did I, you know, why did I get rid of the accent? Like it was, you know, because part of it, I say like, you know, we wanted to be American and we thought it was cool, but then it's also, a, there's a part of it that's maybe subconsciously like you want to fit in and this and that and you're embarrassed about the accent especially being like the one black kid with the irish accent (laughs) in in the hood Uh, because we lived in like a very hood area when we first moved to atlanta and so it was like you gonna be that guy (laughs) this should be your movie this would be such a great movie well there's there's a script that i've written about like me and my brother uh just like it's kind of like super bad, but about like two black kids moving from Ireland to America on their it's first so day in school. And 
that's something that I'm like, I'm always like, I don't know, because people are always like, that's your movie. And I'm like, I feel like it's such a, it's so close to home that for me, it's like, it's so normal that I don't even think about it as a movie. And I'm just like, that's just, that's just life. But then I'm like, but I think it's something that it's like, I'm not, it's not something that I'm, that maybe I just don't feel the need to write now, but I'm like, but I know at some point I'm good. There's going to be a day where I'm just like dying to really tell this story. And I think yeah. it's just like having the perspective on it, you know, in time. Yeah. But, I think um, it'd be a great story. Cause my, my ex-boyfriend who is mm-hmm. Irish Mm-hmm. Um, he's black and when we would go out like or if we were just talking to people uh, in my bar we used to work together and they'd say oh where are you from and I'd say Ireland and they would ask him and then mm-hmm. he would say Ireland they go no really and he'd be like Ireland and I this thing, <laughs> like anything that shows that it's not just white people in Ireland yeah, yeah. Like, educate people a bit <laughs> it's like we need to see it because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they well, the... sorry go ahead no you go ahead I was gonna say did you ever oh man that's why I love that you're have you seen there's this movie called Sing Street um, oh, I did. It's so good. Cool. Okay. There's one black kid in the movie. And I remember when, when I saw that, I was like, I was so happy. And like, already just when that movie came out, I remember I saw it like so many times in theaters and I was telling all my friends, like, you got to go see this Irish movie that takes place in the 80s. <laughs> and so I was like, when are we going to get this again? And, but seeing, you know, that, like that they showed that aspect, I was like, that's cool because that is a story that, you know, that's, that's a narrative that 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 uh that a lot of people don't know about you know it's it exists yeah. <laughs> and like you know there's so much what they the way they paint ireland so never mind they paint ireland as all white which is like offensive mm-hmm. and like even in uh blm which i thought was great mm-hmm. when you would see in the newspaper mm-hmm. in ireland is who, the people who came out as well in solidarity for america yeah. and you could yeah, see yeah. that it's not even just looking at the uh crowds yeah. you could see there's not yeah. just white so it annoys yeah. people. so you're like and it really and it's like oh it's just yeah it's just annoying and then it's like um also that they paint us as like alcoholics and leprechauns yeah, and, they yeah. wives, and it's like yeah. no, it's just stop or like top of the morning to you like i'm like we don't yeah. we're a movie 70 years ago and they won't drop it <laughs> like we i never say top of the i don't say it no it's <laughs> like well, yeah, so, and it'd be funnier if they depicted Irish people in their movies the way we really are, but, like, I think movies <laughs> just portraying Ireland the way it really is would be great. Like, and yeah. especially, yeah, because... Yeah. yeah, the idea that people have of it is so, so stereotypical. <laughs> well, because, so, I hate when Americans are well as well say that, because they, they have said it a lot to me as well, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the first people time you met people. And mm-hmm. it's just like, that's just dumb. Also, you're just yeah. whatever. Um, two of our most famous musicians, but I guess they probably don't know about Samantha Mumbo over here, do they? Oh, you know about Samantha! Uh, but not even Samantha <laughs> Phil Linnett! Phil Linnett! Yeah, and yeah. well, everybody... Samantha Mumbo, I remember she did that movie. She did She did a, what an American movie. It was she called, did. like, The Time Once Machine in time, or, or Time Machine, yes. Yeah. I was so scared. I remember seeing it in the theaters and stuff. I, 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 I like, hid under a blanket. I love Samantha. Yeah. She's my yeah. favorite her... musician. When I, I, know, I still know her songs. Um... Yeah. Oh, man. And she had her brother. Her brother made music, too. It was, like, yeah. his name was, like, oh, Amaro, Omero or something. Yeah. Man. That's funny. I remember my brother, he went to, I don't know if you knew of Billy Barry stage school in Ireland. Yes. Cause yeah. they went to Billy Barry. And so my brother went to Billy Barry and that's, and he was, so he was like, he was all upset. Yeah. He, he got me into that whole Samantha Mumba. 
And but, oh man, this is beautiful. But they like the Amer- in fairness, Americans might not know her music, but I would definitely mm-hmm. know from the movie. But she mm-hmm. she probably had an American accent in it, so that's probably why. Yeah, but then I remember she. I think she dated like Ben. Did Samantha Mamba date which rapper? Did she date? Oh, she dated Cisco at one point, <laughs> like the thong song Cisco. See. <laughs> And then so we, they better know her. Yeah, for fuck's sake, you guys have to know. I love Samantha. Oh, Samantha Put some respect. Yeah, she's just so great. And but and then what about because Phil Linnett, he's from uh, Tin Lizzy, so everybody knows yeah. Tin Lizzy. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. I remember like a bunch. Yeah. So it's like you have to know that there's not just yeah. white people in Ireland. <laughs> I've, had, I've had like a bunch. Of, I've had like Americans some, but I feel like whenever like Americans have told like mentioned him, it's usually like older Americans. It's never like. Um, I feel it's always been like 40, 50 year old or above who, who, who like, they're like, oh, he was a black Irish guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you know. But, <laughs> you know, but yeah, you, you know what? But like, I mean, now it's like, I feel like now I'm starting to find like, um, like a lot of, I feel like I'm starting to see more people know about like Irish, like the Irish rap scene that's going on. Like I know people like mentioning like Hair Squad or like Re- Reggie Snow and stuff. Like all these you know new artists from Ireland. And so I'll be at and I and I know these guys from like my childhood. And like they weren't making music when we were kids. So you know I even found out like you know close friends. I'm like oh you have a music career like you know and. Cause I would be, I remember I went to, I remember when I first found out that one of my friends did music, I went to this show um, in New York a few years ago and um, it was this rapper named Kyle or something. And so just an American dude from California. And, um, and I met these girls at the show and they were, and we talked about Ireland and they were like, oh, do you know this, do you know Hair Squad? And then I was like, uh, do I? I don't know. And then I look him up and I'm like, that's my friend. <laughs> and I'm like, I hit him up like, you make music now? <laughs> like, so there's just so many people that like we've reconnected with that were just like, oh, that's cool. Like there's a there's a scene now because my brother makes music and when we were living in Ireland, there wasn't really like a rap scene. Like I remember he would be on like the late late toy show. Like he was on the on like uh like on the radio and stuff and like so it was like he was like the only rapper that we knew of and like he was popular in the city. But then we were like, that's about it. I don't know. But then now it's like, it's really a thing. And and even like, you know, you're starting to see Americans know about it. Like even the guy that I said, uh, the, the one that I just mentioned from his group Hair Squad, like he was on, uh, their group was on Gold Link's album. Like he remixed one of their songs and stuff. And there's so many times where I'm in stores and I hear his song and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm at a store right now and somebody's playing your song. Oh my God, this person just told me they like your music. So so I think it's starting to happen. And yeah. it's, uh, yeah. That's it's cool great. to see that, you know? Yeah, and I guess like as well with the internet and everything, it's able yeah. or like globalization or whatever. Yeah. So it's yeah. able to like connect people more. Yeah, but there's still people that get shocked because it's like, I'll be on TikTok. I remember I was on TikTok and there was like this Irish... There was this black girl from Ireland who posted a video like she was like, yeah, my name's Aoife and like, you know, I'm from Ireland and like she had the accent and everything. And people were like, 
why are you faking this accent? Like, what is like, blah, 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 like you're not from, like you, you just say you're from California, you're from Atlanta or something. And I remember like, I was like, yes, we exist. Yeah, and, you're like writing under video, all the million comments. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy though. I love people yeah. telling me because my accent isn't like diddly eyed or like you're not yeah. from Ireland. Yeah. And these motherfuckers will never have been to Ireland either. Let me yeah. just say, have like, a... how are you going to tell me? <laughs> the confidence. I have people... <laughs> come up because I used to work daytime in the bar and mm. so people would come in and they'd say oh well your accent's not very strong you must have been here since you're a kid and I was like no I just lived outside the city this has always been my accent and then I always think oh they must have been to like Cork or Galway I'm like mm. where in Ireland did you go and they're like oh I've never been to Ireland and I'm like how can you how can you make <laughs> this statement I would never say something like, about Alabama I've never been yeah, to Alabama it makes no sense it's like it's just the, the that dumb confidence <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it's how you're amazing, so sure. Though. You're like, wow, you, <laughs> you, that just came out of your mouth. And you're yeah. like, you're okay you with know, it. You showed me. <laughs> it's done. It's done. Even like, I posted a video on like TikTok that like went viral. And like, cause I, I mentioned that I lived in Ireland and stuff and moved to Atlanta. And like, and then like, I remember people, like all the comments are just like accent reveal. I want to hear it. Cause the, I didn't speak in the video. It was just like music and <laughs> caption. So everyone's like, we need to hear the accent, prove it, blah, blah, blah. So people would just come out whenever I'm live or like on my other videos and they'd be like, oh, he's lying. He just sounds like an American, which I can understand. I can understand if like someone sees my, like, because I feel like in general, like if I didn't tell people, you know, I'm, I, I'm not from America, they would just think I'm from here. You know, most times people are like, oh, you're from New York or something. And I'm like, no, but so I get that. But now when someone literally has the accent... Like, do you like know, in your situation. Do you know uh, Riley? Do you know Riley Lassen? No, no, no. She's no. a great. She's a funny comedian, but she's just always sending me TikToks yeah. of like yeah. hot, hot black lads in Ireland, and she's yeah. like the accent, and they're like the <laughs> they're like the hottest lads in the world as well. And she's like, I need to go to Ireland, Katie. <laughs> There's all, all these there. TikToks. There's these there's these four. I think they're lads from Dublin, but they just put up these TikToks without their shirts on and just talking yeah. and like yeah. looking, the, the girls are going wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they found their niche. I'm going to have to listen to You said Hair Squad, is that? Yeah, yeah. I've never heard because it's, it's I, spelled weird. It's like H A R E S Q U E A D. It's like square. Oh, head. it's like the animal but, hair. I don't, I don't even know, man. I think they said like it's a play on like square square head, but I'm just like I don't. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna text it to you right now. But okay, great. The, their popular song is called "Her Side Story," but uh, yeah, just go. It's they're crazy. They're dope. It's crazy though. They like uh, cause like they kind of came up pretty quick, and there used to be three of them, and then one of the dudes um. He left because like he just had anxiety like he had to he had to leave the group because fame was just like too much like he had a mental breakdown and so I was like that's wild like that's yeah. and especially like you, you like you know that just shows like how popular they were getting like just even beyond the Ireland like because they were yeah. touring all of they went on tour with like Amine and stuff and like Jeez. it's no, it's cool. It's cool. It's great. Yeah, I remember yeah. one of my friends. I thought he was gonna be a famous rapper, 
mm-hmm. and he would always rap to us and he had an american mm-hmm. accent but i think so we always thought he was from america but i think he actually mm-hmm. <laughs> but then years later we found out he wasn't from america <laughs> I have so many friends he like that. Just, he was just watching like the rap videos and he, he had like a yeah. special name and stuff. And he was like, I'm going to be a yeah. rapper. And we'd always be like, rap this about us. And it was so yeah. much fun. But he ended up like having a family and just like settling down. Yeah. I like, I looked him up recently because I was like, I wonder if he ever. And then he just like was just on Facebook yeah. with like his kids. And I was like, oh, yeah. I have no kids. <laughs> but um, I mean, being a creative is, 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 is it's, it's a lot. I feel like there's so, I know so many people who I'm like, wow, like you. You could this. You could have been the next thing. Like whether it's like you know people who do stand up or film yeah. or music or whatever. Like, but it's just it's you know it's it's work. It's it's a lot. Like I, I couldn't imagine if I had like a family right now. Like that would be. Woo. Also, as it's, well, if you're it's, happy. It's a job. But like yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're like you have to like love what we do because we're giving yeah. up all of our daytime really to podcast yeah. and creating, and then all of our nighttime to doing shows. Yeah. Yeah. And like I've I've like I think it it struggles in relationships and stuff yeah. and yeah. so you really have to it has to be like a disease like you're obsessed yeah with it yeah and I mean it's possible like I mean there's a lot of people who've made it work but it's like it's you really gotta work because yeah. you know I I remember like because for me like I took a break from stand up for a while like because I started in like twenty. 14 2015 I think 2014 and I did it until like 2016 and then I took a break then you know from 2016 to 2018 I would like kind of be on and off so it was like forming every you know once in a while and then it got to a point where I just stopped completely I think there was just I just had no motivation no excitement like I would go to shows or mics and like just didn't care like and do you do shows now at all uh now yeah well in 2019 was when like I don't know I was just randomly out of nowhere I think I was in California like doing a I was directing like a, a music video or something and I was just like I need to get on stage I have things I need to say and just like out of nowhere because I was I think for a long time like it was kind of like I was depressed about it like I was really like fucked up in the head because I was like I always loved comedy I was like it was always, it was the thing I always wanted to do and stuff. And so I was just like, what does this mean? Like, am, am I not, what, what? And so, and then out of nowhere, it just hit me. And so I just like got back on stage. And so, and so like 2019 to like top of 2020, you know, pre COVID was like really getting back into it. And then COVID. Yeah. And then now, you know, in the last few weeks, I've just been like getting back to performing again, like consistently. And and I'm loving it, but I'm also being reminded of like, you know, oh, this is like, you know, like all your nights, like, you know, and but which I love, like, I'm just like out every week, just like every night, like different shows all the time, meeting you, meeting different people. And, and it's dope, but I can understand for like, if you're in a relationship with someone who's probably not a creative or something, it might be very, very tough. Like my girlfriend DJs, so she gets it, you oh, know, great. Like it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, like <laughs> we're yeah. good. Like, oh. if, you're, if you're just like in a regular relationship and like there's no, I don't that could be tough like my my guy now he's a comedian which is the first time mm-hmm. I've ever been in a relationship with a comedian but it uh mm-hmm. it is so much easier because it's yeah. like and like he's like he's like not what I ever would have thought I would have dated he's not my type mm-hmm. at all and I've known him for yeah. so long and then it's just like one day I was like ah! 
guess I fancy him. Ooh, you don't know where that, <laughs> I don't know where that came out of, but um, but yeah. we we had like a date, a dinner date set up, and I got booked to host a show, and then I was literally running like. 40 minutes late but he was like it's fine no he's like don't even don't no stress yeah. or or we had another date planned and then he got booked for a show and i was like oh yeah. just do it in between so yeah. like it's like oh it's so much easier because you don't feel mm-hmm. that guilt because the other person is like comedy comes first <laughs> so. yeah yeah exactly exactly like you really understand like it's this is like another relationship <laughs> yeah yeah, day, yeah you know? i'm your side bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i'm accepted that i'm gonna be your side bitch like that's it so it's it's cool when you can find that like support because it's a uh, yeah it's a lot it's it, it can it, you know if you don't know what you're getting yourself into it can be like a big sacrifice it can it is because you're not going you're, be you're not going to brunch with them with their friends That's you're exactly not able to go to dinner saying. with your friends there's a lot of events you miss because you're like yeah I'm gonna go play for four people <laughs> and sometimes it's like, why are you but... doing this <laughs> Well, come here to me. I better let you go. But so your po- your podcast is, and I can't say this word even though I am it, Caucasian, because I never had to fucking say it until I moved over here. There was like a box on the form, yeah. and I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. "There's no box Cauc- for white," and they were like, white, Caucasian. Yeah, "Caucasian, yeah." Which is, I, I mean, people always say like Caucasian isn't even really it's not like the Caucasus Mountains. It's not, not even really white people. Like it's 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 not really politically correct. So even for me, using that is even just another way of making fun of that, that <laughs> we say Caucasian. But um, yeah, no, my podcast is Caucasian Tears. I release it every Monday, but I've been slacking lately. Um, I talk, I interview minorities about a, a time in history, whether it's pop culture, you know, true history or a personal moment in life where you or minorities gain some kind of achievement and white people were pissed off. So... We just laugh about that, and uh, it's dope. I, I interview comedians. Uh, it's dope. It's dope. Hey, we should maybe I'll bring you on some point if you if you if you down for it. We'll I'll talk. talk about Irish people. <laughs> I've, I've had one white person on the show so far, and that was dope. I like getting different perspectives too. It's uh, it's interesting, but yeah. And so your Instagram is Director Daddy. My Instagram is Director Daddy. Uh, my TikTok is Director Daddy. My Twitter is Director Daddy. My birth name is Daddy. I did not explain that. Uh, <laughs> this has been so much fun, I Daddy. To... <laughs> I love the situation where I don't have to explain it, but then I'm always like, oh, yeah, for everyone else, you know, my birth name is Daddy. Uh, we not just, it, Katie's not just saying Daddy just because. Um, respect to your boyfriend. And... <laughs> I don't even call him daddy, okay? He doesn't have daddy confidence, okay? He's like, he's like, I don't know. uh, Not a daddy. Say my name. Uh, But yeah. And also, I'm currently... Uh, if it, I'm currently crowdfunding for a film that I'm making called Super Nigga. <laughs> it's called Super Nigga. It's a black flirtation and superhero romantic comedy told from the perspective of a black Lois Lane type character. I'm crowdfunding for it uh, this month because we're going to shoot it next month. So check it out on my Instagram or just go to Kickstarter and search Super Nigga. If you're not black, you can call it Superman of Color. Uh, <laughs> that's the cringe name. <laughs> but yeah that's, that's great sweet. okay i'm gonna let you go thank you i'm literally sweating through this shirt my, no, tits, I'm my tits are sweating i'm a mess like my shirt is just soaked and dread 
It's too hot I'm and there's going to be. Okay, thank you so much. You're the best. This will come out next week. Dope. Thank you, okay, Katie. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed the episode and please go follow Daddy at Director Daddy. And um, yeah, go to the Patreon as well if you don't mind. That'd be great. There'll be solo episodes up there. Next week's episode will probably be up there tonight or tomorrow. Um, and all the videos are there as well. So yeah, so Patreon for it's a shift podcast. And also if you rate review, that'd be great. Obviously positive rate, rate reviews would be great. And uh, just have a lovely week. And don't forget to email me or DM me if you've any guests you want on or any topics you want covered. And um, my friend who's a stripper is going to come on hopefully on Wednesday. And I already interviewed another guy that I know and he does OnlyFans. Um, so yeah, if there's anybody else you want to get on and have chats with, let me know if you have any problems you want discussed or topics or any advice you need but yeah other than that um links are all below and have a great week and i'll talk to you next week planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 